Welcome to Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. Hi, Carrie Poppy. Hello. I'm Ross Blotcher. Oh, hey. And today we are going to be continuing our Scientology story. Are we, though? Are we? Oh, you know. Oh, mm. yeah, we are. Okay. But <laughs> I thought you were making a point about. Oh, no, I am. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was making a little jokey about how the way to happiness claims that it's a secular organization. Yes. That's just friends. Non-religious. Friends with the Church of Scientology. Yeah, just, you know, cousins. Yeah. But it's more than friends. They're friends with benefits. But they are faithful to one another because you should be faithful to your, to your sexual, sexual partner. partner. Singular. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> one at a is, time. That's precept number three. Yes. So, so the way to happiness is based on this little book we hold in our tiny little hands right now. That L. Ron Hubbard wrote in the year of our Lord, 1981. Amen. Is that the year you were born? No, but my wife was born ah, in 1981. Very nice. And that was pretty close to the end of L. Ron Hubbard's life because he died in 1986. Ah, oh, very good, very good. It's not a giant book. It's tiny. 21 precepts. Each one gets just kind of a little description, sometimes like a page. Sometimes he gets a little more inspired and writes a few pages. 72 pages and they're small pages. It's like a trade paperback yeah, size. Yeah, small book and then there's a lot of illustrations. Well, each precept has its own illustration. So... Well, so there are these centers that celebrate the way to happiness and try to implement it in the community. When we talk about Scientology and way to happiness, just keep in mind what we said earlier that they try to treat it as if it's a separate organization, mm -hmm. like Narconon, like ABLE, like, you know, a lot of their other shell organizations or whatever you want to call them. But to be clear, I think I'm sure they are incorporated separately. Yes. It's a 501c3. So there's this organization called the way to happiness. And they feel that essentially if you just get this book into enough hands, you will make the world a better place. Indeed, you will make everyone happy. And the assumption is always that people are reading it, but it seems to be like this kind of like if someone <laughs> is holding this book by just osmosis, happens. yeah, it will make them better people. What do you think? You've had it for a little bit. Are you a better person? I read it earlier today. We've had this for a while and I was finally like, I should sit down and read this whole thing. So mm -hmm. I've been reading it today also. I read it. It took me about an hour, I'd mm -hmm. say, to read it. And uh, I've noticed that since I read it, I... I have not murdered anybody. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but how do I know that's true? What if you're just breaking the precept about not lying mm, and you've already broken two precepts tonight? That's... And you are mm, a person whose name I know, so I care about you. That's true. My survival affects yours. Yes, because well, I know your name. You know what? Now I don't even know how to prove that I didn't kill anybody on the way here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What I was referencing there is that he, for some reason phrases this in the strangest way. He says, you care about the happiness of people whose names you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, there's there's some circuitous writing here. The happiness or unhappiness of others you could name is important to you. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, touche. Uh, maybe you notice this too. On pages 14 and 15, there's almost the exact same sentence just printed twice. Really? So on page 14, it says, it will help enormously if you obtain a child's understanding of an agreement to follow the precepts contained in this book. Two paragraphs later on page 15, it says, 
It will help the child enormously if you obtain understanding of and agreement to this way to happiness and get him or her to follow it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are right. Two paragraphs apart. There's one paragraph between them. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I think your theory's right. I doubt he was doing much editing. And then, of course, it gets codified and everyone's like, no, this is holy writ. And it really... Where shall we edit? It just does feel like, you know, off the top of someone's head, like, oh, what would you say about the subject of not stealing? Right. You're like, ah, well, you know, it kind of hurts everybody. I mean, you know, if a man takes things, uh, he's really not, you know, there's a cost to that. Right. You know, <laughs> oh, totally. It just felt like, yeah, this is what's off the top of my head. Certainly not like a thorough breakdown. My favorite example of that is at the end of precept eight do not murder there's this little summary statement the way to happiness does not include murdering or your friends or your family or yourself being murdered oh yeah i wrote oh (laughs) yeah at the end of each precept there's a little summary sentence like that that just lets you know how this helps you on the 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 road to happiness. happiness. Yeah. But as if you'd be like, oh, shit, I really thought that if my family members got murdered, I would still be on the way to happiness. (laughs) But now that I've read this, I get it. Yeah, there's like the whole do not steal section. The road to happiness cannot be traveled with stolen goods. Oh, that's a little better. It almost feels like instructions to a board game, like the way to happiness board game. (laughs) Yeah, like a board game made for Christian children to learn. Yes. I played a game kind of like that growing up called the Ungame. Have you ever heard of oh, this? Oh, I saw it at Desiree uh, Industries. Oh my goodness. I've seen it there a couple times. Because Do you know what Desiree Industries is? Shoot, I know I've seen this. What, what is it? It is a thrift store chain owned by the Mormon church. Oh, that's it. Okay. So there's always a bunch of A, Mormon VHS tapes that I love to buy up, and B, board games because of family night. Ah. So there are all these Mormon-friendly games, and Ungame is always there. What is it? Okay. Oh, oh man. It's this interminable game in that (laughs) there is no winning. There's no, like, you get to this point, and now you're done with the game. You just keep going until you are sick of playing this game. Oh, God. And you're moving your little pieces along colored blocks, and so you roll a certain number, and you land on one, and it would be, like, something like, deeper understanding. And so you pick up that card and it says, name a time that you felt scared Um, or something like that. mm -hmm. So then it's just... Go back to the first moment when you felt scared. (laughs) Begin at the beginning and recount it. Uh, Yeah, you could very easily make this into a Scientology (laughs) game. Uh, But yeah, it would just be this invitation to just share your thoughts. And my mom loved this game. Oh, surely. Because she just got to talk and then interrupt other people's cards and then answer as she would for herself uh, and you would go to like the cheerfulness chalet or the oh god uh, it's like going to cafe gratitude and having to order yes it's a lot like that <laughs> the way to happiness is not only a small pamphlety book that is passed out it is also a foundation I a tell. non-profit organization, if you will. I'm looking up the organization on GuideStar, which is a free place where you can look up any nonprofit's tax filing. Hey. Oh, and look at that. It also answered the question I had, which was whether that Glendale Center is the headquarters. Oh, yeah. They said it was the international headquarters. It is. It's listed on their IRS documents. Our friend told us that. Do you want to guess what year they were incorporated? I'm going to say 2003. 1993. <gasps> anyway, so I guess we were going then to their international headquarters in Glendale, California, 201 East Broadway. So I heard about this first because I was looking up online. I just did a search for like Scientology hotspots in LA. 
Mm-hmm. And there was an article that someone had written, and he was talking about places we'd already been, but then he mentioned this Way to Happiness Foundation. I said, oh, we should go there. I didn't know that existed. All right. And I had seen it in Glendale. I've also seen one in Pasadena. Oh, really? There's mm-hmm. another one in Pasadena? Or there was at some point. Okay. So we decided we would call ahead and see if we could get a tour. Yeah. And they were kind of mystified when I called, like, oh... <laughs> Okay, you. what do you want to see? Like, I don't know, it's like, you know, want a tour of the place because the other guy in the article said that he got a tour. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't say that in the, in the on I was the reading some anti-Scientology things online. <laughs> uh, then we noticed that the hours are 9 to 5.30, only weekdays. You have to take time off work to go visit this thing. So I found a time that I could actually leave work a little early and then right back to work Mm -hmm. Uh, but I had this window I can drive to Glendale go to the Way to Happiness Foundation so we made an appointment for 3.30 on a Thursday I think it was and uh, showed up you you walk up it's a it's you know really nice looking building Uh, looks like it's got two stories gosh it has that 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 Scientology quality of almost being sterile it's so clean oh yeah okay I can see that yeah and just from the front of it it was kind of designed with this sort of I don't know, grid-like precision. We copied the proportions of the Parthenon mm-hmm. in this modern structure. But yeah, they also have the uh, the logo on front. So it says the way to and then happiness in a different font. And then there's this little circular logo and they've got it like four times on the front of the building. Kind of a, a stream sort of winding its way through some lovely green hills mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, toward a beautiful sunrise and a great day ahead. Yes. Would that be an accurate description? I think that's an accurate description. Or if you look at it differently, it's a little person in a dress with her arms outstretched and she's like, yeah. Oh, I could say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's definitely the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you make yourself see that, you can see that. Sure. So I walked in there and uh, it was empty except for the receptionist and a man who kind of lived out of his backpack, it seemed. I think oh, he uh-huh. maybe had uh, you know, mental difficulties and he was chatting with me and with the woman up front and she was giving him kind of those, you know, friendly but... You can move along now. Yeah, friendly responses, but, you know, let's not belabor this conversation. So she finally told him like, okay, well, you got to leave and, uh, you know, we'll see you later. So I walked in, saw you, said to myself, that's Ross, that's my buddy. Hey. That's my, that's my, my good, good friend Ross, is then, what I said to myself. Okay. I am so happy because I have affinity for him. Cool. A gentleman came out to join us. Who will call? Jim. Jim. Hey, Jim, that's not your real name. You know what your real name You're is. You're not here. I just, on the tax filing, saw how much money he made in 2014. Oh, really? From the way to happiness. He's you listed know? specifically there? He is. So you have to list your, I think it's your top five earners in the organization. Do they give him like a uh, title, like his business title? Look, Yes, secretary. He's a secretary. Okay. There are only three other people listed. They're all women. He's the only man. Uh, So he made $7,203 in 2014. He says he's there every day. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Let's work this out. But he did say that he's there in the afternoons. But if I know Scientology-affiliated things, that means yeah. he gets there at like 3 and he's there till midnight. Huh. Yeah, he's not earning much. 7000 something? 7203 Wow. Now, the president slash director of the whole organization. Oh, the executive director. We saw his or her office. She is listed as working 40 hours a week. Typical work week. Okay. You want to guess what she earns? Annually, I'm going to say 30000 
$28,712. My goodness. That's pretty close. But uh, yeah, that's less than what, 15 bucks an hour? Yeah, I think less. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I'm executive director of a major international corporation. Oh, that's great. How much do you make? Yeah. $13.80 an hour. Wow. As an executive director. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, at okay. least in 2014. 2015 return, not in yet. Uh, so maybe it would be instructive to hear how they describe their mission. Okay, let's hear it. To reverse the moral decay in society by restoring trust and honesty in the world through the publication and distribution of a common sense moral code, the way to happiness. Huh, well, sounds nice. Yeah. All right, so we got a moral code, we got an organization, and we got a guy we're calling Jim. Mm -hmm. He immediately asks, can I just know the reason for your tour? Yeah. Clearly, this is not something they expect or that happens on a regular basis. So just because, you know, this could go a number of different directions. Right, I could give you a lot of different tours. Right. Oh, well, you know, we're taking classes at the LA Org, and Mm -hmm. we're just interested in learning more about this place. We heard it existed. And he didn't say anything like, oh, this has nothing to do with Scientology. He immediately was like, oh, you're taking classes at the Org. Great. Yeah, what classes? I've been a Scientologist since 1973 when I was 18. 43 years-ish. Whatever the tour was for, he was very excited that we were there and immediately he's like, well, that's cool. Are you guys like students? Ah, uh, right. And we're like, oh, no, well, you know, lifelong learners, uh, always students of, of life. And he said, because that's something a student would do, like trying to learn everything about it. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what L. Ron Hubbard recommended. You know, like if you're trying to learn something, you learn everything about it. So, right. so he was all excited, like, hey, you guys just want to learn. That's right. Uh, and he's right. We're the best. Pretty much. Yeah, so he wanted to know about Dianetics. He's like, oh, okay, you're taking that. So you got to do some co-auditing? We're like, yes. He's like, fun, right? (laughs) And you're like, Is fun the word? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he said, oh, well, totally it is. I mean, this is a little off topic. But this. But let me tell you three stories. (laughs) This is the first time he took us off topic. Oh, my gosh. It would not be the last. And I knew in this moment, I was like, oh, no. This is how it's going to be. I think he was glad for the tour, I would guess, just because... Obviously, dude likes to chat. He had a lot to get out. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, he immediately started telling us stories about how he used to be an auditor. He would give demonstrations sometimes Mm -hmm. of his auditing prowess. And so he said that he did a live session once. There was a woman. She had like a migraine issue. Right. And after two and a half hours, just like, poof, her migraine was gone. And I, I can only imagine she's sitting there with her head hurting and she's just like, make it stop. Yeah, she's like, oh, wow, all gone. I stop, feel so much Jim. better. I've contacted the somatic, all gone. <laughs> also, she had brought friends with her. And so apparently there were all these people around just falling asleep. Yeah, he said people, people were on the floor and like <laughs> laid across the chairs. He's like, oops, I realized, oh, I should have stopped. So this is a great sign for our tour. Yeah. He was telling us another time like he had worked uh, doing personality tests, actually. Right. Like, uh, got someone back to the crib memory and then they ran away. <laughs> yeah, someone came for the personality test and he's like, well, here, let me show you what it's like. And he does auditing and uh-huh. gets this person back to memories as a baby. And yep, guy went off running. And you'd think that that would be the time he'd be like, okay, stop doing these demonstrations when people are coming in for personality tests. But no, he gave a third story <laughs> about a woman who crawled across the floor having a religious experience. Yeah, she was going back it. to like a religious upbringing, I guess. And she was, she's shouting out and everything. And he said, no one bought Dianetics that day. <laughs> yeah, it was like a university <laughs> setting. 
Oh, my God. On a college campus somewhere. So, yeah, I guess he used to be a professional auditor, although he did at one point say something like, oh, I don't know if I should tell you my whole history. I should uh-huh. reveal this, but I was a professional auditor. And you set this up well. You told him, like, I have a hard out time. I've got to leave, you know, mm-hmm. about an hour. A little over an hour. He's like, oh, yeah, it shouldn't take nearly that long. He also started out by telling us that he went from druggy to non-druggy in one yes, day. Yes, one day. And then he said, do you know how long it takes to get off of drugs? <laughs> Carrie's like, mm, I guess w- one day. day? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, no, it's uh, like that. And then snaps. Yeah, it's a decision. That's all it takes. Yeah. And well, all right, sometimes, some cases, yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, if you're truly, if you're physically addicted, then making the decision is the first step, but your body's going to go through a lot more steps. So I then asked him, can I ask you what drugs you were using? Mm-hmm. And he was like, everything, whatever was available, mostly stoned all the time. And you're like, oh, a well, lot different. I thought maybe it was something like heroin. Yeah, it would be a more impressive story if it were heroin. But he's right? like, he's oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, there was heroin too. <laughs> there was heroin oh, and yeah. cocaine. Oh, and cocaine and speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh. He said See, he if was... If I had been addicted to heroin, speed, and cocaine, maybe I wouldn't lead with, I mostly smoked a lot of pot. Right, but I guess, uh, you know, if he could get his hands on those, uh, yeah, them too, a little bit of heroin here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was <laughs> That's he, how it works. He was saying that he and his uh, friends when he was young were all wealthy brats, and he was right. kind of the dealer amongst them. Yeah, he would occasionally catch himself and be like, ah, oh, well, let's return back to the topic well, at hand. Sure. It's kind of like uh, Hagrid in Harry Potter, where you get him talking and he tells you all these things, you know, you're not supposed to say. Oh, it's just like Harry Potter. 100%. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so 98% <laughs> of our audience will totally get that reference. It's like a wizard with a scar. It's like a wizard with a scar. It's like you, a child wizard with a scar. You would like Hagrid. I saying. love her. Him? Him. Him. Sounds like a girl's name. Hagrid? Yeah, like Ingrid. Okay. Or uh. Ingrid. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So he starts walking us through the displays. Uh Uh-huh. And there's this one display. I just loved this. It's this like weird montage of just like- Horrible things. Yeah. This is just like, these are the bad things. things. So he says, so these are the things we're handling. War, the Middle East, pornography. Oh, yeah. He keeps walking. I got a picture of this. Yeah, like all these little scenes, they're blended into each other and it's the same font. So clearly they've just kind of written on top of all this. Global pollution reaches red level. War rages in Middle East. Drug pushing in fourth grade. Can we even stop it? Ten Commandments abolished in schools. There's uh, in the background a website says (laughs) porn.com. Dot is spelled out. I want to go to porn.com. I'm sure it exists. Let's see what's there. Internet piracy prevails. Oh, yep. There's pornography. There. Like, what did I think would be here, Ross? <laughs> At porn.com? Yeah, like, there's pornography. You surprised? So this is already backfiring. They're sending us to pornography websites. <laughs> you're right. With their display. Oh, but right. yeah, there's like a picture of a guy dressed as a burglar, and he's like kicking in a window, and it's mm-hmm. shattering, and there's like surveillance footage, and some guy running off with a purse. These are all very stereotypical shots of guys hand sticking out of uh, jail bars. So yeah, this is the kind of stuff they are dealing with. So right away, he lets us know, Columbia, doing great. Oh, yeah. No, I don't mean the University of Columbia. I mean the country. Yeah, we'd, we'd heard this before, too. Yeah. It's a statistic they love to trot out that Columbia, and I've heard it... I think alternately like 60% of crime was reduced. That's what I heard. Then later on, we found like an actual press release from the Church of Scientology uh-huh. uh, saying 50%. 
So ah, maybe that was before it got to 60. Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah. it just keeps dropping and dropping. But yeah, the idea is that uh, the free winds boat traveled to Columbia. That was one of their places of port. Mm-hmm. And free winds is, you know, part of the Sea Org boat fleet. Jim told us, uh, I don't know if you know Colonel Prado. He was a major in the Colombian police. That was it. The Free Winds had connected with Prado when he was still a major. So then he had the police force start handing out copies of Way to Happiness to everyone. And ta-da! Crime Crime decreased. Crime dropped by more than half. Amazing. More than halved, Ross. So, yeah. And then he shows us a picture of the Air Force, like a tiny picture of a few people in the Air Force reading it. And he's like, see? (laughs) Yeah, see, I'm not making this up. Look, the Air Force and... The Way to Happiness book. And then he <laughs> I can, tells us. I can just see them like handing the books to everybody very quickly and like, you know, here, read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold like, this oh, up. Yeah, what is this? And snap, snap, snap. Yeah, totally. No, it reminded me of when I would do promotion for movies. You know, I'd be one of those people on the street handing out like, oh, come to this free Oh, you movie. did that? Oh, yeah. So you had to take a picture of you like in your costume or whatever, handing it to a stranger. And so you'd always end up in this awkward scenario where you're like, hey, I, I'm really sorry. It doesn't doesn't matter whether you take this, but can you just <laughs> poster a picture with me taking this booklet? So strange. You were wearing a costume? Sometimes. Like what kind of costume? Well, so one time I handed out things for, remember that movie Sunshine Cleaning? Yes. Or maybe it's Sunshine Cleaners. Anyway, yes, I had go. to wear like a... Amy Adams? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to wear like a sun, yeah, a cleaner's outfit <laughs> for that one. Things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, then he made a bold claim. Did you know that... This last year, Colombia was named the happiest country in the world for two years in a row. And like the U.S. is like halfway down that yeah. list. Yeah. That's what he said. So, so we're like, wow. So you and I fact-checked <laughs> It was this. so funny. Uh, Carrie messaged me later like, oh, I looked it up. And I was like, oh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so the United Nations Social Development Network is the group that puts out the list that we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. They do what they call a happiness index, where they take all these different indicators of happiness. Mm-hmm. And they include things like whether you have access to medical care and your income and so on, but also just self-reported happiness. How happy do people say they are? Perceived corruption in your country, social support, healthy life expectancy, etc. So I had said when he said that, oh... Boy, I thought Scandinavian countries usually come out on the right, top of exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Normally you expect to see Norway, Sweden, Denmark. Finland. Yeah. Yeah. All at the top. He's like, yeah, I know. No, not this year. So we both look and uh-huh. the latest report covers 2013 to 2015. Uh-huh. Denmark, number one. US, number 13. Where's Colombia, Ross? Colombia, I see. Mm, I have to scroll down a little bit. Oh, number 31. 31. Oops. That does not fact mm. check out. And we looked at a couple other... Years as well. Nope. Yep. Usually about the same. Colombia's crime has dropped. From what I could find, it was mostly violence along the border with Venezuela that's decreased as those tensions have lessened. Yeah, there was a decrease in violence, but it was very clearly tied to efforts in controlling drug cartels and Mm -hmm. seemed directly related to those efforts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, it was not just this booklet being passed out. But Ross, this book says not to take drugs. Uh, yeah. So maybe okay. that's why. Maybe then they were like, oh, let's not uh, let drugs I in. thought I was supposed to, but I won't now. In this one report, there was also a measure of changes in happiness from the 2005-2007 period to the 2012-2014 period. Uh, but number one was Nicaragua. Okay. Then Zimbabwe, Ecuador, Moldova. <laughs> Colombia's number 29. Oof. 
even by that measure. So yeah. even if they were starting out at a so low place. So you can't place. even get like the most improved student award. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, oh, he also had a story. Yeah, just these weird little, like the equivalent of, oh, I was carrying the Bible in my breast pocket and it caught the bullet. Or, uh-huh. you know, these kind of stories like, There was a Muslim girl with a Christian boyfriend and they got a copy of Way to Happiness and gave it to their parents and then they were okay with her marrying a Christian. Yeah, what? Okay. What? There was a a Christian pastor who was okay with passing out Way to Happiness as as a reading material. Here we have this certificate signed by, it was some kind of Muslim uh, Islamic Academy or something like that. It was very weird. It was... He said something like, they have all the say in Islam. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, which which branch? What are we talking about? But yeah. they said it's okay to pass this out as uh, as instruction. Okay. Like, all right. He said, and those are only the stories that I hear about, so imagine how many more success stories there must be. Sure. He didn't talk like that at all. I don't know why I'm talking <laughs> Like L. Ron Hubbard. Actually, <laughs> actually, he kind of talked a lot like Ben, just sort of, he's just kind of a friendly, jovial, rambling person. He also said, we have programs in prisons, and <laughs> oh, there was yeah. this one guy <laughs> know what you're gonna say. who got the way to have happiness and he said i didn't know i wasn't supposed to lie because you know he had grown up in, a, in that an was environment perfectly where normal deceit was normal you had to, to deceive people to, get to drugs. sell drugs yeah okay a no you don't oh. and b what yeah you can't lie and not know that you're lying and that it's bad you're misrepresenting reality yeah 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 i didn't know you're not supposed to lie has been said by no one ever, except for him when he told that. Right. Um, then he showed us pictures of the LAPD. So they, they had this pretty glowing letter from uh, Bill Bratton, but I'm guessing, and we'll kind of get to this later, I'm guessing it was sort of drafted for him. And like, here, yeah, can you I sign did this for us? Yeah, I some good sleuth work on this, I think. Did you? Oh, well, I just mean I discovered the problem. So he takes us into this room and says, look at all these letters from all these people who all love the way to happiness. Uh Uh-huh. Did they call it the proclamation room? Of course they do. But it looks kind of like a boardroom. It's got one of those really long skinny tables and chairs all around it. And then on all the walls, there are framed letters that say... Basically, hi, I am the city of San Diego. I love the way to happiness. And it would be, you know, the big, bold, you know, wording at the top that says proclamation. Whereas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every every little paragraph begins with whereas. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them say, whereas the children of Bangor, Maine are the future. Whereas the children of <laughs> San Diego, California are the future. But they all have very similar wording. Yeah, you found some that had like the same phrasing. Yeah. So I said to him, okay, so uh, hmm, do these places actually write the letters themselves or does the way to happiness draft it and ask them to sign it? Because I'm noticing that pretty much all these letters say the same thing and have the same like phrases and buzzwords. These four even start out the same way. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's like if someone asked me to write them a letter of recommendation, I'm like, well, write yourself one and I'll sign it. Because sometimes, you know, you don't have time to do this. And yeah, okay. people will work with you if you do the work for them. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, some truth to that, of course. He's but like, it's... I haven't personally been involved in any of that, but you know, I'm right. sure that happens. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I have one here from the state of Nevada. A proclamation by the governor. 
Whereas, <laughs> you got it almost exactly right, the youth of Nevada and America are the hope of the future and our nation's most precious natural resource, and whereas drug abuse, crime, and violence are a threat to the happiness and well-being of children, and etc., set a good example month for safer schools, safer communities, and a safer America. Mm-hmm. In witness thereof, and then they've got the seal and it's signed. Set a good example being one of the precepts. So, methinks... Scientology makes itself a lot of proclamations and then badgers people into signing them. No, the way to happiness does, Ross. Oh, well, Scientology does as well, but yes. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, he also pointed out another one that was a Guinness Book of World Records record. That's funny because we saw two of them over at the L. Ron Hubbard Life Exhibition. This one was for having the most translated copies of a, I think, non-religious book. Ah. And this was from 2010, and The Way to Happiness had been translated into 70 languages. Wow, wow, wow. And so then Jim let us know that it is now up to 112 languages. Wow, wow, wow. And he said, I think think the Bible probably has been translated into more. Sure. They're up against a large collection of Bible translators. And the Bible is a much longer and more difficult book to translate. True. Than this little pamphlet book. So, you're right. You know, I don't know if it's too much to brag about, but sure. Okay, good job. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't translated any books. So, hey. I like that uh, he told us that one of his main jobs is giving a tour to VIPs. Right. And you're like, oh, like us. <laughs> and it was the Scientology thing where he didn't get the joke. He's like, oh, I'm not saying you're not VIP. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Yes. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Joke. Yeah, joke. Little jokey jokey. We said, oh, can we get a copy of the book? And he realizes we don't even have the book. He's like, oh, you don't will. You have the book yet? You You're going to love this shit. You will not leave without a copy of the mm-hmm. book. So like, whew. So we run to the front and he gives us it. And I was so surprised by how little it was. Yeah. I expected, oh. when he handed me this booklet, I thought, oh, this is like excerpts. Well, same here because I had seen, like when they tried to sell me that big collection of books uh-huh. for 150 bucks or whatever it was, one of them was Way to Happiness and it was sized like a regular book. So now mm. I'm really curious, like what is that? Maybe it had that? exercises in it or something. Maybe, like what is that edition? Uh-huh. Clearly. It's all glossary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they still have the glossary in this, but it's just um, like little footnotes Footnotes. on each page. Yeah. The word industrious is defined. The word competent is defined. The word practice. Come on. Uh, Materialism. Any one of a family of metaphysical theories which view the universe as consisting of hard objects such as stones, big or very small. The theories seek to explain away such things as minds by saying they can be reduced to physical things or their motions. Materialism is a very ancient idea. There are other ideas. (laughs) There are other ideas. Because this is not a religious work, so I will not mention that I happen to come up with another one of those ideas. Right. Called Scientology. So he gives us these, and they have little packages on the front, a little drawing of a package, very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. And I guess these were left over from their Christmas printing. Yeah. Because Ross, yes. at the Way to Happiness, they specially print these with different covers. That's part of the whole deal. Oh, yeah. They've got a lot of pre-made ones, or you can order your own. You can work with their designers, send them a graphic. And I want so much to make out a Ross and Carrie way to happiness. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. We need to do it. Oh, this, oh, good. Another thing about yes. Jim. He would look at you the whole time 
Every time I spoke, he would give the answer to you. Remember I hate this? to that say, I, started, I did not pick up on that. Oh, God. And I started like... N- normally, I would notice that, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I started jumping into his field of vision because I would ask him a question and he would deliver the answer to you. So I started just putting my head in front of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't notice. Attention. I couldn't see his eyes. <laughs> you were like, you're like, Carrie's hair smells great. I don't remember why we're here. <laughs> oh, man. How uh, annoying. Speaking of all these custom covers, he was talking about a woman that he knew who was a dentist in Canada. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know where this is going. She'd order tens of thousands of these uh, with her business info on it. So she'd hand them out to her poor, hapless uh, customers. And you and I are both nodding, thinking up our puns as yeah. we're speaking. <laughs> you beat me to it. You had a pithier pun. I said, uh, did it say on the front, no the tooth? I was like, no, I was just going to say tooth on the outside, truth on the inside. (laughs) And Jim is just not impressed. Again, he doesn't. Doesn't care. Yeah. Did you make a funny? So we we left the proclamation room. We went back out into the lobby. Right. And the lobby is like this really big, expansive area. And it's all like in one piece with the entryway. So you walk in and you're in this giant room that's Mm -hmm. like kind of two stories high and Mm -hmm. takes up a good chunk. And it's got all these uh, windows along the left side letting in sunlight. So it's brightly lit. Looks nice. And Some monitors. It was funny. He apologized for it as we first got in. He said, oh, yeah, well, those are supposed to be lit up. uh, But this is 2003 technology and they're not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and as you know, no one takes a tour here, so what does it matter? Right. <laughs> Except for the VIPs, I guess. That right. They used to give tours to. Uh, then there's these giant printed versions of the illustrations from the book. Right. Like the charcoal drawings. and Much like in the L. Ron Hubbard Life exhibit. Shin. And then like running through the middle of the room are pictures of people uh, with the way to happiness and all of these incredible claims about what it's accomplished. Following an eight-year program using the Way to Happiness in Harlingen, Texas, there were no rapes or murders in the town for an entire year. (laughs) How big is Harlingen, Texas? Let's look it up. The Way to Happiness has brought many Israelis and Palestinians together in a coalition for peace in the Middle East. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Harlingen, Texas. Population 65,000. All right. Hundreds of Arabic women in Pakistan have found hope and empowerment in the message of the Way to Happiness. So there's a woman in a hijab reading Way to Happiness. Yeah, this is where I think we started to notice that this guy had a bit of a xenophobia issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he talked in such broad terms that it would be almost impossible to respond to him. Like he said, like, in, in Syria, they're not happy. But, you know, in Colombia, they're happy because they changed their ways. You're like, okay, I know you're racist, but I don't know how to even nail down what you just said. Later on, he mentioned like how great Hungary is and how we should go to Hungary. Uh He said, except for the one time like a bunch of Syrians came in. Right. And then they didn't want water from the police because they they were just in the wrong mindset. Not the police. For me, someone hands me water. I say, thank you, sir. I say, thank you, sir. (laughs) And he he kept making comments about Mexicans being kind of generally uncleanly. Oh, my God. Oh, here's here's another one from the wall. It says, just two weeks after 300,000 copies of The Way to Happiness were spread throughout Bosnia, three years of negotiations ended in a formal cessation of hostilities oh, in the Jesus. area. Okay, can we say correlation does not imply causation? Yeah. Hello. Also, of course, that's who, when you send people there. Who, of course. Who do you think that's going to impress? And what, three years of negotiations? Oh, wow. It's just coincidentally two weeks ago, these people brought right. in books. Do you ever hear the three rolls in a donut story? No. Actually, a great critical thinking story story my mom used to read to me as a kid where this guy's hungry 
and he keeps eating rolls. He eats like one roll and he's still hungry and he can't believe it. And he has to like, they have to draw out the story. So he goes through these various challenges to get another roll. He eats that. Oh, he's still hungry. He has to find a third roll. Uh-huh. There's a third roll. Finally, he has a donut and he gets full and he's like, oh, I should have a donut to begin with. <laughs> that is a good critical thinking story. Yeah. I like it because... Yeah. Kids will immediately recognize eh, something wrong right. with this logic. Oh, here's another one. Widespread distribution of the way to happiness in Cincinnati provided an anchor of sanity as riots swept the city in 2001. Oh, so that's how you get around it if you didn't solve anything. And, and there's a picture of a, of a happy black man holding a copy of the way to happiness. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I wrote down... <laughs> <laughs> so I continue. I wrote, I wrote down this quote from Jim. If you put out the way to happiness and create a good environment, instead of dropping bombs, the place improves. Instead of Whoa! dropping bombs. What a concept. Wait. You might say he dropped a bomb. <laughs> dropped the bomb on With me. that statement. Wait, are you saying that if we don't obliterate people's lives, families, and everything important to them, and instead give them a booklet... Their lives will improve? This is (laughs) mind-blowing. Oh, there's another one saying that the way to happiness helped people recover from the September 11th attacks. Of course it did. Um, (sighs) Did you know, Ross, that Glendale is actually very safe because the way to happiness is on its main artery? I think you're just saying crime isn't such a big deal here, but where, you know, we're not used to those levels of crime. But then he said, and, you know, uh, we're on the main artery where everyone sees us. So, I mean, is that something or not? Oh, I didn't catch that implication. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was talking about his time in other countries. And I love, he said at one point, like, I was mugged at least once. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no. You'd remember. Huh, if you were a mug, say, mm, twice, <laughs> you would just say that. Yeah. I, I and you'd just, remember. I just love the phrase, at least at once. At least once. And then he told the story of that one mugging. So I'm mm. gonna, I'm just going to estimate here that he got mugged once. <laughs> and, Maybe he was a druggie the second time, so he was just out of his wits. Didn't and all he had was $3, and he also gave the guy a phone card and said, maybe you need to call someone. This is my favorite moment with Jim <laughs> might have been, and by favorite, in this case, I mean most infuriating. Okay. Might have been when he was like, you know, you hear about all this quote unquote racism. Yes. A race is this and race is that. But sometimes <laughs> I'm sitting in a restaurant and I see walking down the street, a Chinese guy, a, a Mexican, a black, a white person. <laughs> and they're they all- They don't want to kill each other. They're not- they shoot each other they're going to lunch (laughs) just like silent and then i think finally i said sure oh yeah and then he said and that's the majority sure there are a few bad apples yeah 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 there are some people who mess it up for everyone but uh yeah i mean it's it's not really a thing i mean when i grew up in canada we didn't even have racism we didn't even know what that was (laughs) i mean like you see a black guy and you're like oh yeah he's a black guy there he is (laughs) yeah that's just joe this is very similar then to when we got into the question of sexuality. Oh, God, yes. And you asked him, you said, oh, I saw one of the precepts is about being faithful to your sexual partner, and it didn't say spouse. spouse yeah. Yeah, and that was a good observation. Like, are, uh-huh. are we saying something special here about uh, acceptance of gay people? Uh-huh. Or, it, or just also couples that are committed and not yet married. Exactly, yeah. Or never will be married. And then you asked him, you know, well, are there gay people in Scientology? So he said that was an interesting question, and he mentioned like, well, it doesn't explicitly 
reference homosexuality. Though he said that like a lot of gay people have come in complaining, and I wonder how many gay people have actually come in and complained mm-hmm. about this, but that at the very beginning of Don't Be Promiscuous, uh, precept number three, it says that sex is the means by which the race projects itself into the future through the children and family. Which seems to imply heterosex. Yeah, a little later, a lot of pleasure and happiness can come from sex. Nature intended it that way so that the race could go on. And then he said, but there are there are gay people. Well, there's more ex-gay people. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> right. They're no longer gay. Oh, boy. And they said, is this his rude story? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He actually started out by, I'll tell you, well, kind of a rude story. Yeah, he said, oh, well, there's this guy. He's working his way up the bridge. And, well, he wasn't active sexually. While he was doing it. Not like just in the auditing room, he refrained from having (laughs) sex, but in his life, he was being celibate. He apologized. Oh, this is going to be rude. All right, this is real rude. So after apologizing for this being a real rude story, he said that the The gay gay guy guy said, if you had a choice between going free and sucking some guy's dick, what would you do? That was his answer. Jim was so proud of that, and he was laughing. And then he could see that, like, that was real rude. That Sorry. neither of us thought this was that great. And then he's like, "I mean, sort of a rude story, but that's what he said. That's not what I'm saying. That's what he said." That was our turn to be the Scientologist who did not get the joke and <laughs> did not enjoy it. Uh, I think I said something like, "Well, sure, if those are your options." Uh-huh. And they said it was—it's just a natural result. Like, yeah, I said. So, are you not supposed? To, is it sort of uh, against being gay? Then and he's like, "Well, it's just—that's the natural result. It's gonna happen." He's like, "I even took a gay." guy on session you know like he was Uh doing someone a favor and then he was telling us like oh yeah i worked in restaurants and i would drink with the gay guys i wasn't homophobic i mean uh, we disagreed but i'm no homophobe (laughs) i'm like what did you disagree (laughs) about yeah i love that you called him on that like so so what is the disagreement there (laughs) he's like well it's just it's not my way yeah Yeah, i just not we don't not attracted to men we don't normally call that a disagreement yeah you said well, I get along with straight women, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, That's well. Right. Uh, and then he said, uh, you know, this one time I went out drinking with a bunch of my friends. And yeah, they're all gay. Whatever. I don't care. And I was sitting and there with them. No I'm, big deal. I'm sitting with them. I'm thinking, I don't care about this. <laughs> okay, and I, I like beckon one of my friends over. Uh, yeah, I try to get one of my straight friends to come over. And he says, no, you come over here. You know, kind of gestures like, I don't want to go over there. I was and like, I'm why thinking, don't you want to come why? over here? Why? Oh, oh, and then I realized, oh, I see why. And then I said, oh, well, there you go. Homophobia, afraid of gay people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then he told a story about another gay guy that he knew who said, when I'm reincarnated in my next life, I want to be a heterosexual male. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, like this is supposed to prove something. You know what? I might like to be a straight white man, too. (laughs) It just seems to be kind of the best. And then he was talking about a man that he audited. And when they went back into the past, the guy went into a previous life where he had an apron on and he was a woman. Uh And so Jim said, yeah, I didn't audit him much after that. Like he was uncomfortable with right. this. Like, nah, oh, yeah, no, you know, I get it. This guy has a weird thing. Yeah, going he's on. just going back and forth between admitting his homophobia and not. He's like, but it's good to tell gay people not to be promiscuous, anyways, because there's lots of dangerous there's diseases so much out there. There's disease in that gay community. <laughs> there's just so much. This is maybe our, our moment that just comes in these conversations where we've just sort of given up. Yeah. And we're, we're both like, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think maybe he sensed our discomfort then because then he's like, well, let's go downstairs and take a look at the print. Uh huh. This place is already just so 
sparse. You know, like there's this one big room. It's got a few small displays, but it's a lot more space than substance. Right. You know, we've been in the proclamation room and then we've been out in this main lobby area with signs that don't work. Uh Uh-huh. So now we're walking downstairs and uh, first we get to, there's like this kind of... There's this, yeah, open air room. Yeah, it's a room and there's like a lectern over in this darkened corner and it's carpeted and there's a uh, like table with chairs there, but a little creepy just in that, you know, it wasn't well lit and like kind of sections of it were fading off into blackness. It just feels very empty and unused. And he says, oh, we do like conferences here. He did have a couple things to show us there. Uh, There's a film version of The Way to Happiness. He said, yeah, what do you call this? What do you call this? A book on film? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, there are people who don't like to read. Right. That's true. And so I asked, oh, well, (laughs) how how much would one of these set me back? He said, oh, $25. Ooh, steep. Yeah, for a DVD. Yeah, steep. So, so, uh, From a nonprofit? Hmm. I guess I should have bought it, but uh, I did not. No, I don't blame you. Plus, some of the clips are online. Yeah. Happiness. True joy and happiness are valuable. If one does not survive, no joy and no happiness are obtainable. Trying to survive in a chaotic, dishonest, and generally immoral society is difficult. Any individual or group seeks to obtain from life what pleasure and freedom from pain that they can. Your own survival can be threatened by the bad actions of others around you. Your own happiness can be turned to tragedy and sorrow. Apparently it's a full feature-length film, but uh, yeah, if you go to thewaytohappiness.org, you can uh, watch the video there. It looks very much like the other Scientology videos. Not affiliated with Scientology, though, unless if it's convenient. The happiness or unhappiness of others you could name is important to you. Without too much trouble using this book, you can help them. Um, Then he also showed us some lesson plans teachers can use if they want to do the way to happiness in their classes. He asked us if we were teachers. Oh, yeah. Then he wanted to know our professions. I'm surprised that didn't come up earlier. Yeah. That's always like one of the first questions Mm -hmm. a Scientologist asks you. And he acted kind of like, oh, my goodness, I didn't ask you earlier. What do you do? Right. (laughs) So you said you're a writer. I said I I work in animation. Well, actually, to know what we do, you really have to break down the meaning of the word work. It comes from woe meaning difficulty, and irk, irk, meaning something that annoys you. Right. I just made that up. That's pretty good. Yeah, that actually worked. <laughs> because, you know, Scientology likes to break apart words. It reminds me of the Jack Candy thing where he talks about mankind and the mystery that is mankind. You have to look at the words mank and ein. <laughs> <laughs> what do they mean? They are a mystery, and so is mankind. <laughs> Also, Ross, I found this little booklet going through my Scientology stuff. Ten things you should know about Scientology. Guess oh. what number one is? Uh, something about the way to happiness and reduce crime? Uh, nope. What is Scientology? Well, Scientology comes from the Latin words. <laughs> oh, no, of course. Of course that would be the first thing. <laughs> Sio. And the Greek word logos, study of. Is number two, what is your day job? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's so funny. Really, it starts with the uh, definition of Scientology. Is, this is who L. Ron Hubbard was and what he believed. Yeah, boring. But yep, yep, of course. First thing is defining the word. That is so funny. 
so then he takes us into the side room, which is the most exciting room. Oh, yeah. The yeah. printing press. Big room. And there was one other person in there. So yeah. Now we've seen. startled. Now we've seen three people. Yeah. So there was this guy kind of working on the far wall and doing stuff. And he was asking him, hey, uh, do we have any books that we can print out for these people to show them? Mm. He said, nope, I already did all of them. <laughs> all right. All right. And uh, the room just Fair felt. Enough. Kind of sad. You know, there were a couple machines kind of isolated. Again, this very large space. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of showing us. It's cool to see this working printing press. Sure. That was cool. But it wasn't like a big, impressive one. Sure. And so, yeah, he's showing us this, you know, this machine uh, prints them out and then it kind of squares the edges and cuts off any excess material and staples them. Great. Like 170 languages are stored in here or something. I'm like, well, you just have PDFs of 70 different right. copies of this, but <laughs> that, okay, yeah, yeah. so very good. Print out on demand. Right. Apparently, they handle orders up to 5,000. 5, yeah, and he said occasionally more, but usually like it's an order of 300 to 1,000. Mm -hmm. So they're not even the biggest printer of way to happiness. If there's like a really big order, they go somewhere else. They go, yeah, to, I think he mentioned a place called Sheila. Yeah. Yeah, I kept saying I, there was a Not sure what that was. He said it was like Sheila in uh, Commerce or... City of Commerce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were asking, like, oh, can we go yeah, visit can we go? there? Can we go? Oh, where's that? He's like, no, no, you don't just show up. Like, you know, you need to sign, like, confidentiality yeah, agreements. Yeah, I've only been there once, and that was before they got to their current place. So, no, you can't just show up. And then he's like, but if you do, you should take a tour. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I heard about another printing facility that was, like, down on Robertson or something. Right? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, this particular print shop was kind of small potatoes. I thought it was still cool. But uh, I, I can't think of any other printing press I've been in, whereas you, in your job, probably see some pretty impressive stuff. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, this felt like a very small shop to me. Yeah, so he was telling us uh, about all the, the places that people use these. Uh, I guess there's someone who... Uh, set up shop right outside the Super Bowl and handed out Super Bowl themed uh, Way to Happiness. Yeah, smart. I like I like that the abbreviation for Way to Happiness is WTH. Every time I look at that, I think, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Fair. It's like there was that organization called Women Thinking Free. Oh, no, really? Yeah, oh, they did it intentionally. Okay. We got to see that. We walked back out into that other room that I swear is in a Crispin Glover movie. Oh, and this is where he starts telling us yes, about yes, medi <laughs> medical treatments. Yeah, but before yes. we hear what he has to say about medical treatments, there is a show on Maximum Fun that talks about medical treatments. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I think it's this one. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas, or why we tried to eat mummies for a while, or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It was that one. Sydney and Justin would definitely have something to say about what came out of his oh mouth my next. God. 
bad. Yeah, he was complaining about how in the U.S. and I can't even remember how he got there because he would always be on some aside. Yeah. But in this case, he was talking about how. Oh yeah, well, like in the U.S., you know, you have something that works, but you got to put it through the FDA. Yeah. And they want to, you know, examine it and put their Test stamp of it. approval on it. But when I had cancer, I went to Hungary and I had like an oxygenated water treatment. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> really hard to keep a straight face at that moment. It's just like uh it's like someone blowing bubbles into water and then you drink the water. <laughs> and, uh, um, and so you're like, well, are you you like yeah, so, are oh, you in did remission? You, did you have cancer? Oh yeah. Okay, well that's a critical part of the story, but okay. Are you in so are you in remission then? And he's like, Well, remission or don't have cancer or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Well, I'll say remission. He's like, but do I look like I have cancer? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. no. Oh, well, there you go. So, uh, okay. all right. Well, I, I hope he's okay, but boy. And then he's, he said, you know, if you hear, if you can cure something with the vitamins, you still can't write the word cure on it. And I said, oh, well, scurvy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, yeah, except scurvy. I said rickets and I just got crickets. <laughs> Yeah, then he was talking about how great Hungary is. Oh, you got to go there. You got to go. Everything's cheap like Mexico, but it's it's cleaner than Mexico. You know, and the Syrians, they didn't want to go to Hungary because they don't have any handouts there. Anyway, (laughs) let's go upstairs. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. And then as we're walking up the stairs, he continues to talk about Syria, which just seems to be something that has popped into his head this day. And he's everything relates to Syria. He's talking about the slums in other countries. Right. So he says... Now, the way to happiness in Syria would be let's stop this damn war. Oh, okay. What a revelation. (laughs) Oh, Oh, war is bad. Oh, we're supposed to stop shooting each other. Wow, thanks for saying that. And then I think at this point, you're just like, oh, fuck it. Stop it. So you said, uh, what about these displays over here? (laughs) I think we done enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I asked him about the uh, the key card because I was curious about this. There was like this like a fancy post that came out, and you're supposed to like swipe your badge, and it's like place badge here. Oh right, yeah. And they had these around uh, downstairs as well, but he wasn't using them, and mm-hmm. he said, "Oh well, it's not working." <laughs> so yeah. it was another piece of 2003 technology that was no longer working. So sure. my guess is what happened is they had some big gala event in 2003 with a ribbon cutting for this, you know, great improvement to the way to happiness foundation and then just left it to kind of slowly fall apart with apparently only three people who work there well four listed on the irs oh yeah we did actually see uh, a couple more later we'll get there yeah so he's just continuing to talk about governments in really vague terms we have to put the way to happiness in all these places so governments don't oppress their people right all right great yeah you're right that's bad (laughs) the book is fine i'd say for the most part you know they're fine yeah but it's uh, it's mostly good i would say any normal human person could write this that's the thing it's not insightful it's common sense it's yeah it's all fine it's not insightful it's like you, I could also write this off the top of my head and it would be just as good as right. what L. Ron Hubbard wrote. It might be better. <clears throat> and you keep getting told things like, well, if everyone followed it, the world would be better. Well, that's true, but following it is much more complex than it leads on. It's like writing a manual yeah. for, for how to be a concert pianist, but one chapter is just like, play all the notes really well. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if you did that, you'd be a concert pianist. <laughs> right. Well, or Yeah, but you didn't actually tell me how to do that. Yeah. Oh, you, you want to get through college. Well, do all your assignments. Yeah, and do and sh- them really well. Oh, and don't forget to show up to class. Right. Oh, great. Thanks. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's that the, it's like, that level of advice and helpfulness. Yeah, the and those are ones that are obvious and easy, but they're also ones that are like obvious and hard. Like uh, show up to class and be the best person in your class. Well, what? But how? What? How do I? Do, <laughs> how? How do I do that? Yeah, as as like, I was reading this, there was nothing that I read that made me stop and think. Like, you know what? Actually, that would be a good thing to keep in mind. It was it, there were all things I was already thinking about. Right. There's <laughs> also things like. You know, safeguard and improve your environment. Yes, great rule, of course, right? But it doesn't give you, it doesn't say anything about recycling or adopting a vegetarian diet. Like nothing that you could actually, would actually give you new thoughts. Actually, at one point he says like, a prohibition against all killing would rule out self-defense. It would tend to make it illegal to handle a serpent coiling to strike the baby. It would put a race on a diet of vegetables. I'm sure you can see many illustrations of the difficulties raised by a prohibition against all killing. I noticed that too. And next to the race that eats all vegetables, I wrote, yay. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't sound like such a bad thing to you, but it sounded preposterous to him, of course. Yes, you imagine. (laughs) The Um, madness. But one of my favorite things is how his suggestion for how to help out in a lot of these things is to frown. So, for example, if your oh, friend yeah. steals something, the way you can express your disapproval is frowning. You know, I, I kind of got what he was saying there, though. Like, because, yeah, he did use the whole frown thing a few times. But it was saying, at the very least, you know, because... Express you, your disapproval. Yeah, you may feel like you're powerless to do anything against other people's actions. At least just show them you're not happy about yeah. it. And I think that's cool. I think that's cool, too. It would read better for me if there were also more concrete things I could do. Sure. If oh, yeah. like... Here's what you. Here's what's a ten. And but here's Curry, what's a there two. are other things. Right. <laughs> just... I'm a little too lazy to write them right now, but there are. Yeah, in the one about supporting a democratic government, or I think they say support a government run by the people. Oh um, yeah. The examples are so vague, and it says like, well, don't just oppose the government outright, because that'll bring more violence, but just express that you don't like it, but also support democratic ones, but also don't get involved in other people's business. I was like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? It's just stream of consciousness. Yeah. It drove me crazy. There's a whole precept on don't do anything illegal about how you should obey laws and it causes problems if you disobey them but what about bad laws you know that go right. against human conscience harriet yeah. tubman was doing something illegal sure she was doing the right thing yeah of course you know twenty dollar and- bill what <laughs> oh yeah there's also one precept 11 is do not harm a person of goodwill how subjective is that oh, all sure. you have to do then to get around this is say well he had bad will Sure. Which I'm sure is what Elrond would say. We had mentioned in the Elrond Hubbard Life Exhibition episode that we have two very similar precepts in number 19. Try not to do things to <laughs> yeah. others that you would not like them to do to you. And then number 20 is try to treat others as you would want them to treat you. Okay. So they sound very similar, but he, he goes- not to murder. Yeah, he says like, okay, well, every religion has had some restatement of the golden rule. It's not right. Christian. That's all true. You know, it predates that. But he's saying that, you know, they've always just felt too 
aloof and unattainable. My wording is better because it feels a little more doable. Because what? Because mm. you threw in try. Try. Eh, eh, try not to do things to others that you would not like them to do to you. <laughs> and then he separated them into kind of the negative statement and the positive statement. So right. d- don't do the bad things, but do the good things. I think he was inspired a little by the Ten Commandments in that respect, because the Ten Commandments, as I'm sure you know, there are different versions of it. Right. Catholics and Protestants have two different versions of the Ten Commandments. Oh, and everybody, if you've got a Bible nearby, read Exodus 34. It's one of my favorite chapters because uh, Moses goes to get the Ten Commandments again because the first ones got smashed in the whole golden calf debacle. And he goes up in the mountain again, like, nobody come with me. You're not allowed to see this. God will get very angry if you try to come with me. And then God writes the Ten Commandments again in his own hand and read them there. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you are going, or they will be a snare among you. I don't remember that being one of the Ten Commandments. Celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Woohoo! The first offspring of every womb belongs to me including all of the firstborn males of your livestock. What does that mean? Whether from herd or flock. (gasps) Redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamb, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck? Yep. What does this mean? What does redeem mean? (laughs) I don't know, like take it back to the store? Redeem all your firstborn sons. No one is to appear... It sounds like he's saying kill everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But yet that was the Ten Commandments that the Lord wrote in his own hand. That is fun. Okay, so at this point, Jim starts taking us to the other side of the building. Uh-huh. Uh, he's going to lead us upstairs, and he's still telling us about how just government's oppressing their, cra- oh, yeah. their people is crazy. It's just so crazy. You go to Canada, it's pretty good. You go to the U.S., it's pretty good. Uh-huh. But then you cross the border in Mexico, and it's like, fucking hell. Uh-huh. There's something fundamentally going on that has to quit. He's saying, it's not the land, it's the people. Right, and then I <laughs> and I was getting so mad. And I was like, well, to be fair, we're standing in Mexico. Like, we, we took the land from them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but he's saying even hypothetically, if they took it back, they would run it to ruin because they are not as great as we are. Right. But yeah, that's quite an assumption, isn't it? And he told us that he he protests oh, by yeah. buying his socks at Bloomingdale's. Because they're made in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're back at the lobby and we're kind of out of things to look at. He's like, oh, oh, I know what I'll do. Uh, I'll take you upstairs. I can show you there. Oh, okay. So we walk upstairs. Uh, there's kind of like an empty work area there. There's nobody there, but there's lots of spaces for them to work and it's not lit. So it's like, okay, you built all these workstations that aren't being used. Yeah, it's like this for? Okay, well, let's go up higher. Well, he said, well, we have the potential to have all kinds of stuff, but we could use more. And one time we had interns here. Oh yeah, and he says, okay. if you you guys ever want to come volunteer, we yeah, can put you to work. We have stuff. So then he takes us up uh, like another uh, flight of steps and then we get into the executive floor yes. and the marketing area. And this is pretty fancy. Uh, yeah, you even exclaim like, oh, this is huge. Yeah. And I think we heard like one person, or maybe we saw someone at a desk. Mm-hmm. But for the yeah, m- most part, all the other offices were empty as well. And this was, you know, on a work day. Right. He showed us the executive boardroom, which looked never used. The, yeah. It probably was used There should be people. Point, but... Yeah. And they had, you know, like a little kind of org charts on the wall, or at least like, you know, organization things, but nothing was written on them. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of Scientology materials laid out right. up there in those large plastic. Uh, I don't even know how to describe those. They have these weird things that... 
uh, the recordings come in, I guess. Oh, the clamshell boxes? Yeah. They're just like really awkwardly shaped. Yeah. So like they're not neat rectangles that would nicely right. stack up. They're these weird they're kind, kind of... They're kind of a wavy... Yeah, yeah, they're trying to be all fancy with it. And then I saw the catalog where you can order The Way to Happiness and get it all fancily decorated. Yeah, and, and he was telling us, like, yeah, people order them for everything. Bar mitzvahs. Yeah, bar Mem- mitzvahs. He's like, sure. <laughs> Memorials, birthdays. Can you imagine? So then he said there's more covers on the website. You can order them there. We can put up the link somewhere on the Facebook. We'll put up the links in case anyone wants to order some Way to Happiness. There you go. Yeah, so that was about it for the tour. He was like, I hope I gave you an appropriate tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. He's like, if not, come back. I can show you more. Yeah. <laughs> I can say more racist things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I hate gay people. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he wanted to know, like, who we've worked with. He wanted to know the names. So mm. we're like, oh, yeah, well, we gave him the names of the people. He's like, oh, I don't know them. I spend most of my time in Florida. Right at Flag. Yeah. And he said, oh, you know Flag? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he's like, you guys know everything. <laughs> he was super impressed with our Scientology knowledge. Boy. Our Scientology. Very good. You know, Scientology, if you break it down, actually means cyan, meaning knowledge, <laughs> and ology, meaning knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you pointed out later... Because I had forgotten that I did this, but that every t- I was a oh, little yes. bit behind you uh-huh. um, for a lot of this say. journey. Every time <laughs> he would start a long story, I would go, uh, just loud enough for you to hear, but not loud enough for him to hear. I feel like he could have heard that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But yeah, you he were just things that I'm like pooping the whole time. <laughs> or it would just be this. It would just be this kind of sigh. He'd be like, this is a little off topic. And then Carrie would say, (laughs) just like so dejected. I thought it was pretty obvious, but it it didn't slow him down. You know what? Good. So uh, yeah, then we we left and wandered back off to work. Giggled ourselves to our cars. Oh my goodness. What an extraordinary feat of strength it was that we got through that. Hmm. And it was only, you know, like an hour and 15 minutes or so. This is an angel from heaven interrupting this program to tell you that Ono, Ross, and Carrie is supported in part by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. They offer an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. You can try sleeping on a Casper for a hundred days with free delivery and painless returns. Their mattresses are made in America and pricing is $500 for a twin-size mattress and $950 for a king-size mattress. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. Ona Ross and Carrie listeners can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash oh no. And using promo code oh no at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Ross, before hey. we go. Hey, Carrie. I made you something. <gasps> What'd you make me? You made me cookies earlier. Those were good, but this is a game. <gasps> you made a game? I made a game for you called Hubbard or Manson, where I read you a quote <laughs> and you have to tell me whether it was said slash written by L. Ron Hubbard. Or Shirley Manson or, of Garbage? No. Marilyn Manson? No. The other one? Charles Manson. Charles Manson, the murderer. Famed murderer, and Charles Manson. insider of murder. Yes. Are you ready? I am. Let's okay. do this. 
Now make sure you all pause right after the questions and guess yourself. Yes. See how well you do. Or at least say it out loud. First one. Okay. Certain things predicted as pleasures are actually pains. Are actually pains. I'm going to say Manson. L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, okay. Okay, next one. You didn't say it like this. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm trying to even them out, you know, so I don't give you any hints. Oh, gotcha. You know, a long time ago, being crazy meant something. Nowadays, everybody's crazy. Okay, that's got to be Manson. Yes, correct. Woohoo! Living is a pretty grim joke, but a joke just the same. Manson. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is hard, huh? It is. It's <laughs> really hard. Yeah, totally. People. Okay. How old am I? I'm as old as my mother told me. How's that? Mmm. Okay. I, I keep doing it, but Manson. That's right. Okay. I'm probably one of the most dangerous men in the world if I want to be, but I've never wanted to be anything but me. Hmm. All right. I'll say Hubbard. No. <laughs> <laughs> There is no more ethical group on this planet than ourselves. Than ourselves? L. Ron Hubbard. That's right. Okay. They smell of all the baths they didn't take. The trouble with China is there are too many chinks here. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. That's right. Pain's not bad. It's good. It teaches you things. I understand that. Manson. Yeah. We're playing for blood and the stake is earth. Hubbard. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, all right. A tough one. Getting my groove on. The real strong have no need to prove it to the phonies. Hubbard. Ah, <whistles> oh, Manson. Yep. In all the broad universe, there is no other hope for man than ourselves. In all the broad universe. <laughs> You're just trying to see. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you don't sound know what right. Charles Manson sounds like. I don't. <laughs> I'm saying Hubbard. That's right. Okay. Okay. Look down at me and you see a fool. Look up at me and you see a god. Look straight at me and you see yourself. Manson. That's right. Ooh, that's an interesting one. It was my responsibility that this world got itself an atom bomb. Uh, Hubbard. Yeah. Okay. Total paranoia is just total awareness. Manson. You're getting real good at this. Hey. hey. Okay. <laughs> this is just, I just threw this in because it's so great. Ted Bundy is a poop butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, that would be Manson. That's okay. <laughs> a poop butt. <laughs> you go into the earth to plant something. You plant these seeds and this garden grows. It's the same thing in the garden in the mind. Hubbard. You got me. You are a spirit then, you man and not a man at all. You are a spirit and you dwell within the guts of mortal beast. Hubbard. Yeah. Freedom is for honest people. No man who is not honest himself can be free. He is his own trap. That sounds like Hubbard. That's right. The way out of a room is not through the door. Just don't want out and you're free. Hubbard. Ah. Oh, I could easily see Hubbard saying that. Yeah, me too. You won't always be here. But before you go, whisper this to your sons and their sons. The work was free. Keep it so. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> You're like, which crazy person said this nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> Who do I feel is stupider? L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah! All right. Anything you shun will have won. Uh, Manson. <gasps> 
Oh, I no didn't. I didn't know Hubbard to pun or I, to, to rhyme. rhyme. Exactly. Okay, last one. People want to buy that insanity. They don't want the truth. They want fear. They want violence. They want sex and drugs and guns. Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one, especially because it has insanity in it, which is a favorite word of Hubbard's. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna go with Manson. That's right. Okay. Whew. Tough game. That right? was a really tough game. Now here's the thing. Wow. You probably should be able to tell your religious leaders' statements apart from Charles Manson. <laughs> very like, distinctly. Like if you tried to do this with Obama. Oh yeah. He would be very hard game to make. Yeah. Totally. Just putting that out there. Oh, well done. Thanks for the game. Not that Obama's my religious leader. He's not. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our producer and co-editor is Ian Kramer, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Ian. Happy birthday. You can find more on facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C, because we post pictures and we talk to our listeners and we post interesting articles sometimes quickie contests get over on there and check it out you guys here's something we don't mention often but you may not be aware of there is a maximum fun store where you can get ono ross and carrie merchandise including my favorite shirt our ono ross and carrie logo shirt and uh there are mugs to be had a mug that says goat sperm question mark sperm yeah it's very clever. Yeah, so go. you can go to MaximumFun.org to get merchandise, but it's also a great place to go and donate and support our show by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. And go to iTunes. Leave us a positive review there. That's a great way to support us. And remember. The 21 Precepts. Take care of yourself. Be temperate. Don't be promiscuous. Love and help children. Honor and help your parents. Set a good example. Seek to live with the truth. Do not murder. Don't do anything illegal. Support a government designed and run for all the people. Do not harm a person of goodwill. Safeguard and improve your environment. Do not steal. Be worthy of trust. Fulfill your obligations. Be industrious. Be competent. Respect the religious beliefs of others. Try not to do things to others that you would not like them to do to you. Try to treat others as you would want them to treat. You. Flourish, Flourish and, and prosper. prosper. Hey, Max Fun listeners, I'm Dave Holmes. And if you've been missing my show, International Waters, you've been missing this. I am aroused, but I have zero idea. Really? I really, yeah, sorry. Name a British lady. lady. Name a British food lady. Julia Childs. I'm afraid I can't accept that. No, it's not Julia. No. Uh, Come on, you must know your British food ladies. International Waters, a panel show where U.S. and U.K. comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.